At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What it do, baby? It's the Preachers and Seekers podcast. I've got somewhat of a throwback one today. An episode all the way back from March when I went to Nashville, hung out with my buddy Matt Wirtz. Matt Wirtz, you probably know from years and years and years of acoustic adult pop alternative. Not sure how you classify his music, but he's got a ton of hits. He's really talented in the music department, but is also incredibly thoughtful, loves coffee, loves bourbon, and is a close friend of mine. And he was kind enough to not only host me at his house, but also spend some time on the podcast. So this will be an entertaining one for you. And will be a different perspective than maybe a preacher or pastor or maybe even some of the comedians I've had. So sit back, relax, and chill with me for about an hour or so and enjoy my conversation with Matt Wirtz. One other thing, if you haven't subscribed to the Preachers and Sneakers podcast on Apple Podcasts, do so now. Take a second, subscribe leave a rating, leave a review if you like the podcast. And I really appreciate you doing that. I've enjoyed getting to know all the new listeners and all the new subscribers over the past few months. So keep it up. And if you want more content, be sure to head on over to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Preachers and Sneakers, preachersandsneakers.com. All that good stuff. Big shout out as always to my homie SJ for providing the intro and ad music. Follow him on Instagram at here is SJ. Go check him out on Spotify, iTunes, all that. SJ, as well as his other band Lev with Audrey Assad, which is super smooth as well. Super grateful for his music and him being willing to let me use it for this amateur podcast hour that I do every week. So big shout out to SJ for that. Okay, enough of the chatter. We're getting to my conversation with Matt Wirtz. Enjoy. I'm just going to hit record and we can um, talk here. So I'm sitting here with my buddy, Matt Wirtz, who you've probably heard over the years as one of the most sought after adult contemporary pop 
fusion artists. You probably heard me like way, <laughs> long, way long time ago. And hey, we're uh, sitting, we're sitting at his house because uh, I couldn't afford coffee, and so he offered to make me a coffee in turn to give him some exposure to my audience. You also couldn't afford a studio, because <laughs> yeah. here we are in my dining room. Yeah, <laughs> a dining room or uh real mics or a real setup or anything. So do you, do you like, uh, put like a voice, uh, like a, a voice, uh, encoder or something over your voice to make you sound like, like you're uh, in police protection? Yeah. I mean, it's, I switch up the voices each time between high and low, but it's kind of like the, uh, what was that V for vendetta type thing? Nice. The whole full mask and everything. That's cool. Wait, is your, are you, people still don't know who you are? Mm-mm. No, so, I mean, there's, there's more and more people that do. And if people really wanted to find out who I was, it'd probably be pretty easy. But yeah, as of now. So should I call you Tom or like Dan? Um, you can. Or. You can call. I mean, most people call me Tyler. Tyler. Which is the worst. Tyler? Yeah, it's the worst. I mean, it's my own doing because uh, a journalist very early on named Whitney Bauk at Fashionista gave me that name because I was like, uh, I don't know what's happening. Right. Uh, I'm probably going to be anonymous. And so she gave me that name and I just stuck with it instead of being like, uh, yeah, my name is Bear Death Dealer. Dragon Slayer. such an opportunity to have a badass name. Oh, man. I got that the whitest, so most terrible name ever. So. Oh, God. Well, Next time we're here. I next mean, time I, you start a viral uh, Instagram. Yeah, my next go around, I, I would yeah. totally sign up for this again. Um, but I, oh you know, gosh. your name is Matt. So my name is Matt. It's biblical. Thanks, thanks to my parents. <laughs> Not for Matt me, Prowse. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck with this. No, no. Oh, I was I was told early on that my name means gift of the Lord, and so. How has that played out for you so look far? Look at, I mean, look at me, man. <laughs> I am, and I <laughs> and I can see. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really giving you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I they they uh they definitely like Matthew was a. I mean, granted, it was a popular name in 1979, which was the year I was born. Wow, I'm, I just turned 41. Wow, um, happy birthday! Thanks, man. I missed uh, it. I'm I starting didn't... to look. I'm starting to feel it. Oh, are you? A few aches yeah. and creaks. Yeah, I start well, like in the in the metabolism is like it it's like left the building. It's like, yeah, we're we had a good we had a good run. We're gonna we're gonna we're going into retirement. We don't know. Uh and you haven't even like good, good luck. Good you didn't luck play any there. softball or anything, you just wake up with just pure pain having not done anything. Uh you know, my body feels pretty good except for the for how hard it is to put my jeans on. Ooh. Which is the, that's the only way I know because I don't, I don't weigh myself. I don't. Nor like, should you. Yeah, because I just, you I don't just, like depression. No, I just I put my clothes on, and I'm like, oh, that, that used feels to, different. That, that used to be, like, they used to fit actually. So it used to fit really well. Actually, yeah. yeah. I've I've pretty much completely upgraded to elastic because. Well, it fits with the whole sneaker thing. <laughs> yeah. I've. I've Notice that like it does buy in yeah the lifestyle does benefit like the benefit of the lifestyle is that you can wear workout clothes you have to wear joggers with the majority of the sneakers on specifically the Mac Weldon joggers if you use the code preachers at checkout for ten percent oh nice order. I love I wear Mac Weldon underwear oh do you really there that's you go, what ladies. I'm wearing right now dude isn't it great the Ace pants yeah do you uh, know those guys I do yeah sick they're one of the sponsors 
Oh, no way. Yeah, but that one's for free. I don't think this one will, uh, unless they order more ads, this one will technically be sponsored by them. But yeah, they sent me a bunch of stuff. Man, I love uh, I love their draws, uh, their their briefs, their boxer briefs. They're awesome, and they let you you can try them on and keep them even if you don't like them. Yep. <laughs> so I guess that's, that's good. I guess. They yeah. Good thing they're not back. taking returns yeah, yeah. from tried on. Draws. No, but I definitely did think like that's pretty cool. You know, like they. Uh, I got. I mean, I got one free pair out of that deal, but they were too small. So oh. it's like, what are you gonna do with a <laughs> like, pair of underwear? That's like, it's like I don't Pew. really want to keep these. And there's a reason I wanted to return them. Yeah. Okay. So, but I do want to talk about that with sneakers because, like, what's the deal with, like, you have to, like, I don't really wear joggers. I went through that phase. 2014, mm-hmm. 2013, 2014 was like heavy on the i was, I was embracing fully them. the uh this like fashion sweat thing uh sneakers all that the thing. dumpy pants dumpy pants yeah uh i'm, I'm a lululemon guy oh so, are you and and so you're privileged i'm privileged they hooked me up early on oh really i got corporate or like a retail store here? They, there's a retail store and they were starting a, um, they're trying to boost their men's, uh, just the awareness of their men's line. And I was already like a freaking card carrying Lululemon member. You know, I was like, I already bought stuff. And so they, they kind of rounded up a handful of like influencers. Men in, with great bodies. In Nashville. It was, it was local to Nashville, but I got a thousand dollar Lululemon gift card. Wow. And that thing was so you got awesome. three pairs of shorts. I got three pairs of shorts and a pair of socks. Wow. Yeah. Their stuff is great. I mean, real it's talk. so good. Like, I mean, it's it so is good. incredibly expensive, but there is. The fit is amazing. The, the material's amazing. I've, I don't want to bad mouth anybody, but here we go. Come on. Um, I really want to like um, Outdoor Voices because I like the brand. It's a cool, mm-hmm. um, and they actually have gifted me some things. Oh, have they? And, and they're getting better. Their fits getting better. Shouts out to Outdoor Voices. Outdoor Austin Voices based. too. Yep, Tyler Haney, I think is her name. Um, she's crushing it, and she's like super young. She's young. Yep. the The thing is, this I'm trying to get some of those Hoka's. They did a, a deal with Hoka, and they made some fresh all white Hoka sneakers. Outdoor Voices oh, branded. Sick. I'm trying to get my wife some of those. That's, Anyways, that's I, amazing. I interrupted you. No, uh, the the I will just say this: the fit and the material, it feels like they're making fashion f- fashion clothes and not clothes for actually like exercising in. Hmm. And I'm looking in what way? I'm an active guy, and I need some. I need. I want, well, the material being like really good and wicking and then also like it fitting in a way that like doesn't, you know, crowd your junk. Yeah. You so know? you're saying it's a little slim. It's a little, slim little yeah. Like not, not taking into account like anatomy. Dad bods. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not saying yeah. you have a dad bod. I'm just saying. I'm getting there, man. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there just, too. I'm just missing a I can't, child. I can't buy a single thing in like H&M. Got it. Their, their supply chain probably employs children but just the fit of all that stuff i mean i'm a bigger dude i can't mm-hmm. wear any of it yep and so i'm with you i haven't tried any outdoor voices stuff but apparently a lot of people like it it's cool i mean it, it's very and they sent you some stuff i ran into th- these th- they were opening down the street from me they, they, they have a store like around the just around the corner and i was i'm pumped that they're in the neighborhood i'm like i'm a i'm a fan of the brand mm-hmm. and i'm rooting for them and i want the i, I just 
and I ran into some women with outdoor with hats on like the day before they really they opened. So I was like, "Hey, you guys with outdoor voices?" Because I'm like, and they're like, "Yeah." And so um, they actually somebody I think she must have uh, noticed me or something because I got a DM or something from them. And Sweet. I was like, yeah. And so so we. Uh, so I was they, like, I'd love to come were... down and check out the store. And they're like, come on down. So I did. And I I was honest with them. Like, hey, I told them everything I just told you. And they're like, we're working on it. We know. Hmm. Um, let us send you some stuff. That's I'm dope. Like, I'm like, great. So what I love, I love. At that point, they knew who, who you were. Like somebody they knew that did. you had a following. Somebody that was like opening the store did. That's probably it. I, I can't imagine. You just, I don't assume anything anymore. Back in, yeah. in 2005 and six, like, I'm so glad that I don't have this disease anymore, but I would walk into coffee shops in Nashville and just kind of assume that people <laughs> were looking at me and knew who I was. Not in the cock. Well, it was cocky. It was cocky, but it's also a fact. It maybe. Would be, maybe. Yeah. Because people would come up. I don't have that anymore. And, uh, but that's probably and a it's better great. place to live. I am happy to not have that. And I think most people that go through fame probably prefer that right unless you're sadistic i don't know it's funny though man because like there, I mean, there is, are perks there is this thing you know what i realized that i've missed because i'm like you know i'm not hot, i'm not the hot thing anymore um you're, you I'm are still, to me thank you i'm still hot as yeah a, absolutely as like a man yes no a man's man i'm like a hot man uh, maybe the hottest <laughs> yeah uh but you don't you like you start and you'll know you'll realize this People will try, people will like use you and you hate it until it goes away. And then you realize, oh, people aren't using me anymore. I'm not wanted anymore. I'm not even, I'm not even good enough to use. People used to think I was hot shit. People don't, no one, no one finds me valuable enough to use me. (laughs) That is, that's when you know you're sick. That's when you know you, you need to go to therapy. You need to work that out. Because that's. Oh, it's such a terrible thing. It's gonna happen to you <laughs> if it hasn't. People have no. People have already been coming out of the woodwork like, "Hey, man, heard you're that guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super stoked for what you're doing. It's like, man, I haven't heard from you and yeah. since Nam. Yet now you're reaching out to me. Interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. But I, 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 I had never considered that until you just said it. Like, like once that does go away, it's like, oh, I'm back to being a. Just a normal a person that adds no value yeah, to anybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I? Don't you see? I I still have something. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. I'm I'm still funny. Like I did that thing. Yeah, oh, that, that thing that no one cares about anymore. Yeah, the, but I made a, I made a record two years ago. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we heard kind of, but we don't care. Dang. Yeah. But at least you know who your real friends are, though. It's true. It's man. a real filter. It's true. I, I have some great friends. I mean, do you want to name drop any great friends? Oh, I mean, if I named drop, no, I don't. But like, there, some of them people would know, and a lot of a lot of them people wouldn't know. I mean, like, feel free to give any shout outs. If well, you want. I mean, Dave Barnes is one of my good friends. Big shouts out to Dave Barnes. Lost his or missed his opportunity as a comedian. I think. I think he's a better comedian than he is a songwriter. Well, I don't think he's missed the opportunity. I think he. Has, Funny is always. I think he's one of the funniest dudes on the internet. He he's one of the funniest dudes on the planet. Yeah, like, I just have only seen him on the internet. So I I I really think that he could do anything. <laughs> you, sound like a, you sound like his mom. 
I do. I, I'm, I'm like proud of him. Like, there's nobody funnier than that guy. I, yeah. I, 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 I seriously, the things it, that It's he, hard to be originally funny, like creatively And funny, clean. And clean. And he just brings it and every time without trying. He's, he's so fast. His wit is faster than anyone. When I met Dave. And his faces, like. Oh, man. When I met him, I was like, I had never, I did not know how to, I didn't know what to do because we were like. Starting to feel a little insecure, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, because we just, would play shows together and he would have people just like, we might like be swapping songs back and forth, you know? And he would get up there and like, he would, like, we'd both be playing a song, but he would be up there for like 15 minutes because he would tell a story that had everybody, like one minute everybody's like just dying, laughing, losing their freaking, like losing everything. And then he plays a song that is like so sweet and beautiful. People yeah. are crying. I'm like, dude, Screw shut you. up, man. <laughs> yeah. Get off. And he's like genuine about it too. Oh, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like he's so he's so dynamic that way. It's such a line to, to walk on, like being funny. And like he writes legit, I mean, he wrote, God gave me you. I uh-huh. mean, he's wrote a bazillion other songs too, right? That other people. Yeah. Early on the songs that were like, that really connected with that, you know, were, uh, well, freaking a well, now, now of course I'm on the, I'm on the spot. Grace's amazing hands. Um, I, uh, there's nothing fancy. That was the one that like he would play that and w- girls would lose their minds. <laughs> what like, year was that? That was, I mean, I, 2001, 2002. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. How, how old were you? I met him time? when he was, when he was working on his EP, his EP that is called three than four with, um, Ed cash. And I mm. was wanting to work with Ed cash. So I met Dave and like Dave was so you were interning for Ed, totally networking. Yeah. Just le- leeching on, um, Dave was working as an intern for Ed and then Ed recorded this like five song like acoustic EP for Dave, um, and it was it's called Three Then Four. It's on Spotify. But that's when I that's the era that I met Dave in. I see. And I remember getting um, the, a burned copy of the CD from Dave like before it came out, and and I took it back to my. I, I moved to Sharpie Nashville. written on it. Was that Sharpie? Probably. Written on yeah. It. I mean, and it's I probably still have it because I literally I have a problem with like holding on to things especially sentimental things it's probably somewhere um mm. but i played it for my childhood or my uh my college friend slash roommate that i moved down to nashville with from from the university of illinois uh, my buddy mark and he's a music fan and he watched you know me throughout college like play music and knew that that was what i came here for yeah and i and like we i remember sitting in our apartment and putting that on for him and just like looking over at him and just like smiling, laughing in that awkward, in that, in that knowing of like, this is really good. <laughs> and like, and also, and also just like, like this can is I even really do good. This? And like, I'm screwed. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> we should have gotten business oh, degrees. <laughs> yeah, this is not. And that's the thing about this town is that there's so many just freakish, talented people all in one place that yes. everyone's got an imposter syndrome i'm sure oh man yeah honestly like i think 
Um, I did not. I did not know. Did he go to, to Belmont? Town. No, he went to uh, MTSU, which is uh, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee State. Okay. It's in Murfreesboro, which is about forty minutes from here. Okay. You, sorry, I interrupted. You did not know. You were, you were saying I did not know something. I, don't, I didn't know what how talented this town was before I moved here. I was just naive, and that. But that's like that's the that is the beauty of youth, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it like, is, I'm just going to do this. It is the salve to all like, that's how things happen is you don't know hmm. what you don't know. And I, when I moved here, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to move to Nashville. Like not knowing how many other people were doing the same thing. And then also like pretty early on, we met like some friends, some kids that like were at Belmont mm-hmm. and like, Hearing what they were doing, like how good they were, I'm like, I could play Wait sax and guitar. Yeah, and-, and I would tell them what I was doing, and they're like, "No, but like, what do you really do?" And I'm like, "No, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm, I'm just doing here to this full time." <laughs> at the time, you're having to pound the pavement, put freaking posters up, and get booked at coffee shops and stuff, right? It's not like, let me make a Facebook group and send it out to all my friends. Like, hey, I'm playing so and so. Yeah, this is 2001 pre um, pre MySpace. Pre MySpace. I remember. When MySpace, um, I remember first hearing about MySpace, uh, uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, Dana, who's in the band Flores, who that, that would be like a deep pull for anybody. Yeah, but, that's a deep pull um, for me. Dana was like, I, I saw him at the Frothy Monkey Coffee Shop, which is shouts um, out to Frothy Monkey right down the street. This was before I lived here, uh, before I lived in this neighborhood in this house, and um. He's like, you've heard about MySpace? I'm like, no. And and he was like showing me. I'm like, all right, well. And it was, I remember it was like January. Um, it was it was January. And January in Nashville is like gloomy. It's it's awful. It's not cold enough to snow, but it's like nasty cold enough, enough to not want to go outside. Yeah. Hmm. So I just spent the month of January like on MySpace. Doing like building my MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like it was crazy. I mean, it, it like, did you see any results totally, from that? Yeah, man. Yes. Cause everyone was getting on it at the time. Yeah. People found me. Um, I don't want to tell you how old I was in 2001. Well, when did MySpace hit? It, it probably was like, Oh, it would have been Oh four or Oh five. At least oh, when okay. I signed up because, um, the frothy monkey didn't open until then. So right. anyway, uh, somebody out there can validate that. Validate Fact that. Check it. Yeah. And then we can find out, together weeks or months later whenever, <laughs> whenever thing posts. Posts. if it posts <laughs> if it, it's if not I going well cut. so yeah, this, far i've got a pretty strict sucks. content uh yeah. guideline anyways all right that's uh that's so interesting to hear about because just to think now granted there were good things about that time too because people were still buying real albums yeah and selling tons and tons of albums this but also that's a pipe dream for a lot of yeah pre-itunes like a pipe dream for a lot of songwriters that just like moved to Nashville and try to make it. Like I'm sure a lot of people just ended up playing coffee shops and then getting a job. Yeah. What, what made you stick with it? Like, or what, what was your first taste of like, Oh shit. Like maybe this is going to happen for me. Well, it was because, I mean, I had a, I had a network that was kind of like built in basically because I was involved with young life. Um, uh, oh. basically from the time I was born, my parents were young life leaders. I like was a, I never missed a young life club in high school. I went on to like, you had the um, stickers. I did. I had everything. I, mean, I had the Nalgene's, <laughs> um, I had the stickers Covered on my Nalgene's. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had all the t-shirts. Um, and 
I went and did, I did work crew, summer staff. I was a leader in college at Illinois. And then, um, got asked to do, to like play. Cause I had a band in college and at some point, like they asked my band to like, was it on the Christian side or was it we just were, to play your songs? We were just, Oh, uh, just to play songs. I mean, okay. my but band, you're not like leading worship at the time. This is no, like an actual, I did lead some worship, but it, but like what I did as an artist was always separate from, it was more, I was more influenced in like, if anybody remembers like Cademan's Call, yep. Waterdeep, Derek Webb, um, Jars of Clay. There was a real, there was a really cool um, community of artists who were, who were Christians, who were like talking about real stuff and mm-hmm. using language that was like real language. Mm-hmm. It was like the book, it wasn't like, um, churchy language mm-hmm. and i really resonated with that i it really like i f- i found like i heard i found like uh myself in those songs you know yeah so that's what i wanted to do, do you still keep in touch with those guys Any uh of guys yeah from totally totally i Gosh. see i, I mean, used to play flood just basically on repeat and that was like the only cd i could listen to pretty much growing oh up. man <laughs> i remember when i remember when that that cd was given to me um and it was like such a it, it was such a refreshing So time. good. And I remember getting a Cademan's Call album. I'm pretty sure on cassette, it was one of the first Christian albums I got. I can't remember which album it was. That is such a freaking throwback. It was cool, man. My college years, I was, I was in college from 97 to 2001. And during that time, all that stuff was hitting like full bore. And so... I was I was starting to write songs then. I was like I formed a band. Our band was called Damascus Road, oh, which was like this really biblical. like very biblical, but like oh, what's that? You know, <laughs> like you had to have me and Barnes joke that he had a band called. Uh, oh shoot, what was his band called? I'll have to text him. Uh, his band was like equally like that. It was like that, you know, like <laughs> edgy biblical. Christians. Yeah, but like this this very like. Very like, what does that mean? I think that means I think that's biblical. But we also shop at Hot Topic. Yeah, or we at that time it would have been like the Buckle or the something, buckle. Yeah. or you know Abercrombie. Yeah. So you, uh, so Young Life, you're saying that was so the platform you had. I got asked to. I kind of threw my name in the hat. Like, hey, I remember going to like going to camp and seeing Ed Cash play. Um, that so Young Life camp. Is a week camp. It's for kids who aren't like quote unquote churched. Um, mm. And they um, a lot of times will have a special musical guest that will like be an extra like um, way of like communicating to kids. So it's like mm-hmm. um, they're playing their own songs. They're not like necessarily like they're not worship songs mm-hmm. or anything. Young Life is like not worth like they're not really you're singing like free fallen and like brown eyed girls so it's more like of like a fully camp experience and not a yeah it's not like it does it gets more churchy towards the end of it is like the is you get more into like the meat of you know the gospel message mm-hmm. but um so i was writing songs that were like that connected with um youths with youths with kit with people i just think with people you mm-hmm. know who who have any kind of who are like being real about their lives and um, I got asked to play a couple of camps um, that summer after my after I graduated, and they were a month a month long commitments to each. So I was there for a month, and I had four different weeks of kids coming in. So they would come from like um, like I was one of the camps I went to was in Minnesota called Castaway, 
and kids would come from Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Colorado, um, Missouri. So they would come, they would hear me play, they'd buy my CD, they'd go home, they would play my CD. And this was like right after, this is like right when John Mayer was hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Room for Squares yep. was hitting, um, Jack Johnson. So, so you people, fit into that. It was kind of like I was the, it, it was easy for people to connect the dots. They knew what it was. Singer songwriter was pop music. So did anybody ever say that about you? Like connect, he's yeah. like the Christian John Mayer. Uh, they wouldn't say the Christian John Mayer. They would just say, he's he's better than John Mayer. He's like John Mayer. But he, yeah. And at the time I was like, I was insecure about like, because some of my songs were like directly inspired by John Mayer, like guitar parts and like, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of insecure. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm like, and and it took me a while to own like, no, I, I, it probably was. It took me until there was like a total divergence of our careers, where it was like, okay, yeah, he's like, you're not gonna do that, man. And then it was like, okay, yeah, totally. And John Mayer inspired me, but like it, in in the moment, I was like. No man, what, John. Who? What are you talking about? I didn't, <laughs> nah, I've never heard. I've oh never gosh. heard that song. Have you ever met him? Oh John? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I stand so hard for him. Like he. Oh, I love. I was I, talking to somebody yesterday. There's not many people I would freak the frick out for. Yeah. I mean, he's. There's just no denying how that talent only comes once, or twice in a generation, and I even seeing him now, like in such a refined, like not trying to sell out to the pop crowd, like just doing his freaking dead and company thing and like all this blues and jazz licks it like almost makes me emotional to think that i get to be alive this, yeah and that. see this guy play because no no one can touch him i know man did you see this full last respect to your whole music career i'm just saying him no man this <laughs> this podcast is over <laughs> no 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 no. your agent your agent said i had 45 more <laughs> yeah, minutes no man uh no i guess i guess I, all, all that to say is I would freak out. I mean, he follows my account and I've talked with him over Instagram. For real? Yeah. You for have? Real. Yeah, I have. Oh, sick. I, I offered to send him a hoodie and he was very gracious. And he was like, dude, I've got a million hoodies. I don't want to take one from somebody that would buy it. And I said, that's a very nice way to say no. Yeah, um, that is. But I hope to I hope to meet him. His last tour, he came through Nashville and I got a, I got a text like day of from my friend Rusty. He was like, hey, you want to go to... And usually if I get a text... You know, during the day, it's like, hey, what are you doing? It's usually like, can you come babysit my kids? <laughs> and so I was like, uh, I don't know. I might be getting into something tonight, you know? He's like... Try to set yourself up for Yeah, he's like, I just wanted to see if you wanted to go to the John Mayer show. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All my plans fell through. I, I could probably, uh, I can cancel, you know, I was going to hang out with my sister or something, you know? <laughs> um, and so we got to go, like, I was, they had like this box, you know, situation. It was awesome. But man, I was emotional. I was I was into songs that I don't really care about on record. You know, like yeah. I don't really love the last. I don't love the last few things love he's on the done. weekend, all that kind of stuff. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, but you hear it live in the context of like everything else, and you're like, man, I'm like, you, he starts playing it, and I'm like, yeah, this song. I'm like. You would skip this song if it right. came on the radio. Because you know? he's just such a, like, he writes all those songs. He writes the lyrics. And then he has, he pulls tone out of nowhere that sounds like nobody else playing guitar. Yeah. Like, he's up there 
pulling out this crazy guitar tone and you don't know why it sounds so good, but you just recognize that this, this dude is making this guitar sound like nobody else can. Yeah. Even the most basic notes on a Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. And it just make, I mean, it makes me emotional to think about it. Yeah. And then Steve Jordan's back there being cool as hell doing just like sitting in the pocket and you're like, why am I so impressed with this dude's drumming? But he's just like, just chilling back there, yeah. basically doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I could talk cool. about John Mayer all day, but anyways, back yeah. to your career. No, man. I think, and how should, it's very I think similar this to podcast should be about other people. No, you're right. You know, we should talk about like everybody else. We should just, you know, we should just, it should be just a positive a positive gossip podcast where about, we talk about where everybody we encourage that we other people. Keep going, guys. Yeah, man. Gosh, John, you're really John. Don't give up, man. Really you still got plenty TV of life show, left. Man. Yeah, yeah, Dave, man. You, there's, there's so much potential Dave, out there. You can have man. a Netflix comedy special. That, Come on. <laughs> who yeah. else? Hey, who do you want to encourage? Uh, who else? Let's see. Uh, ben Rector is one. Oh, one ben, of your homies. Yeah. Ben, Ben really needs it too because he's struggling. He is struggling and. Like people don't love his music. People hate his music. People don't connect with the the words that he says. Yeah, yeah. And that his melodies are really hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it, yeah, they're not. And the streaming is not really working for him. The streaming's not working. The tours yeah. are spotty at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The merch is you know yeah lackluster. Might as well give up. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. Ben Rector might be the king of catchy hooks, or like whatever he's doing. Is working. Is working. And it's genuine. Like not not a single Ben Rector song I listen to is like, man, this dude's just selling out to I know to feed the pop thing. And the thing I appreciate most about him is like he's not ending up in a freaking tabloid. And he's also not, you know, maybe some people would say this isn't good, but like speaking up about political stuff. He's like, dude, I just do my thing. I write my songs. Yeah, he doesn't. I really take care of my family. Yeah. I go on tour and I crush it. Yep. And I live 12 South in a dope ass house. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I mean, you've, have you lived with him or something like did, we never, we were, we were never roommates, but, but y'all are homies. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he moved to town, um, yeah, we started hanging. I think Barnes kind of connected with him first. I connected with this with Steve Mokler. Uh, that's right. And Steve, I heard Steve's album. Somebody like gave it to me and I was like, dude, what is this? And so I got his phone number and I called Steve up and Steve tells a story. It's really funny. He thought she's still in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing like a country thing. Okay. Um, but Steve thought that somebody was pranking his friends were pranking him. He thought that he, he didn't because he, he like was such a fan, he was a fan of, of yours. music. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Let's gotta get be up. The best freaking feeling for a new. Oh my gosh. Artist. Yes. Uh, it is. And so I connected. So anyway, I connected with Steve and then Ben, I started getting to know Ben. And then basically I was like, you guys should be friends because Barnes and I really attribute our friendship to our success. Like we kind of felt like it was more, it was a better story coming up with somebody else you know and hmm. ev even like the nashville like thing like uh there's just kind of like a little crew here you know yeah. and it's and it's more fun to talk about that than like some one-off person who's like uh you know just like on their own doing the thing even if they're crushing it it's kind of like cool it's their one leg to stand on too i mean yeah. it's nice like building a network to where you, you 
all have your networks together. You all support each other. You all spread the word about each other's stuff. Yep. It's a, it's a lot of like being a pastor. It is. That's a great transition. <laughs> There's some daily comforts to just make you grateful and feel more grounded in life. Petting your pups, smashing the snooze button, and of course, that first cup of joe in the morning. These are things that you count on every day to help you get where you want to go. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, daily community, and daily prayer. It's the only daily devotional magazine written by readers, ordinary people, people who have encountered God in daily situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, a custom app, or printed magazine. Enjoy a free 30-day trial of their email or app service by visiting upperroom.org slash welcome. That's upperroom.org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We no, don't have I, I'm, I, I mean, you know. Steve Muckler is great. I, I remember seeing He's all of y'all come play in great. Arkansas in like 2010 or 2009. It was some type of writer's thing. Y'all came and played at the University of Arkansas at the, uh, there was an outdoor amphitheater. I don't think I was on that. I'm pretty sure you were on that. Really? Yeah, it was you, Ben oh, Rector. Oh, yeah, it was it was the Bucks uh, Island Party. Was it? Yeah, it was a Bucks thing. I'm I don't pretty know why sure. I would have been there then, because um, I don't associate with those guys. Well, they, uh, Ben, and Ben went to school there. Yeah. So um, I remember Ben opening for me at a Bucks Island Party, and it was like a indoor uh, it was rained out, so we did it inside. Oh, okay. And I remember him playing then. It's also coincidentally the first time I ever heard Imagine Dragons. They were playing Imagine <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> what is this? This is I, motivating as hell. Dragons, like you know, like in between. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Come to find out, they just they leaned on that uh, one freaking melody and drum scheme for their entire. <laughs> hey man, it worked. It it, it still works. But they, yeah, but, too. but hey, then, imagine dragons. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, man, keep imagining. Keep, I mean, keep the imagination beasts. up. Dragons are real. Yeah, and you know, we're not going to tell you they're not. Twelve year olds love you guys. Yeah, so keep it up. Keep the ESPN. Uh, keep getting those scores sync. going. Keep getting those huge, you know, licensing deals. Hey, yeah. And if you're if you got extra money, send it our way. Send it. I mean, send it. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy to give you my address over DM or send it to Matt. And I'm sure he'd be open yeah, to mean, splitting it with me. My address is probably like on the, like on, on the internet. No, I fought, I fought off some fans walking in because they, they wanted <laughs> to sure. catch you coming out. Yeah. There was, it was a pretty, yeah. Anyways. All right. So what is it? What does your career look like currently? It's 2020. 2020. Um, I mean, Ed Sheeran's crushing it. Billie Eilish is crushing thank it. Thank you. And then it's you. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate the comparison to yeah, those people absolutely. who are crushing it. Mm -hmm. um, it really accentuates how... Lil Nas X. I mean, you're up there. crushing all... it. I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I am about to... When does this come out, by the way? Do we know? Whenever I want. Okay, cool. Well... A few weeks, probably. On March 20th... It'll be before that. Okay. So on March 20th, I am releasing uh an acoustic greatest hits called renderings cool. volume one um i have a uh i have a copy of the album cover over there and it is um did you design it no i, I did not design it i did not i i hire out anything that has my name on it it's, i'm just too close to it I see. um so that is um we started putting um Basically, it's it's like 
the first installment of what I think will probably be a two or three um, volume deal. Hmm. Some of it's like, some of it's like legitimate, like these are the most streamed songs. So we're going to do acoustic. And some of it's just like fan favorites. I I literally like asked everybody um, across all, any way that I can communicate with, with my fans. I asked them like what songs they would like done this way. And, um, and I, I literally tallied every, like, from emails to Twitter responses to DMs on Instagram, I tallied them all up. Wow. And I like just started like, okay, so this is, um, that's cool. So I've already got, so this is the first one and I've got the other one. I know which ones I'm going to do for the next, for the next installment, but that comes out, um, March 20th, March 20th. And is I will Spotify be Spotify situation. It'll be a Spotify. First? And I'm also selling vinyl. I'm oh. making. I've, I've. I'm pressing vinyl. Um, they are freshly pressed. That's cool. Um, and and if you, um, yeah, it's on my website, mattworts.com. What's the price point? Uh, it's thirty bucks. It's pretty standard though yeah, for new vinyl. Standardish. Yeah, I love vinyl. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's kind of hipster, and you really have to buy into it. Other, yep. Otherwise, it just ends up in a closet. Yeah, but it's a, like a cool touch, like a physical. It's just nice. It's yeah, nice, and like- the sound is. It's a different experience. It's a different. I think it's more about the experience. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not discerning when it comes to sound. Um, You're not a and most audiophile. Most people probably don't even have systems that are like that. You could really discern what's. You know oh, what I this mean? Is high five. You would have to spend so much, like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, on not a speaker. Yeah. You know, but like. What I what I appreciate about it is like we are going to listen to this whole album, or we're going to listen yeah, to yeah. half this album, and then we're going to turn event. it over. Yeah. Or in the case of the Continuum album, we're oh going to listen God. to three songs, and then turn it because he he like he pressed that in such a high fidelity way that like one side only held, holds like uh, three songs. So it was like there's two vinyls for that record, and oh, I wow. had it. Yeah. It's awesome. And you probably beat it to death too. That uh, one and like where the light is, is probably the vinyl I would play the most. Dude, how about freaking, I don't think I'm going to go to it anymore. That song. Woo. That's some freaking instant feels. God, I got them right now. Yeah. I've been to LA once. Here we are talking to John, talking about John. Mayer, John, man. you still got it, bro. Keep yeah, going. Keep going, man. Keep, Keep going. going. Hey, don't, um, don't, don't let them tell you otherwise. No, the haters, no. they come and go, man. Yeah. But your music yeah. never dies. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, I'm releasing doing that. the album. I'm also working on, I'm writing new music. I'm like, um, um, trying out some producers right now. Cool. And I'm booking a tour for, uh, late summer band or just you it'll probably just be me yeah acoustic you bringing anybody it'll be um i haven't decided yet i probably that'd probably be cool um you know give give some up-and-comers a shot i know it would probably be probably be a a a kind move um I like doing that. I like doing that. But it is, I mean, that's additional logistics to deal with and you got to find the right person. Somebody that you'd want to spend that much time with. Right. Um, and you like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on with me. I'm also like, um, and you're doing this full time. I enjoy being, yeah, it's full time. So that's yeah. so dope. I mean, yeah. not many people get to do that. I no. think to stay relevant enough 
to be able to do it full time. That's the dream. Got it. Like life is hard. Work ends up being work regardless of what you do. But still like that beats. I mean, we're sitting here at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Being able to do this. Just I know. It's pretty It's awesome. not lost on me that like not many people have the ability to come hang. No, like no, it's, it's a, it's a huge gift, man. And it has been, I think, I think that that's probably the, um, it's probably like the biggest fear I think of that any of me and my friends who do this have is like, what happens after or, or like, is this gonna, is this gonna like last, you know, yeah. like, w- w- like, will I be able to keep doing this? And I think it's like, for me, it's as much about like, autonomy and be able to like decide what I do with my time as it is, um, specifically playing music. I love to play music. I probably love more, uh, the fact that, you know, like life moves at a pace that I kind of get to dictate. Yeah. That's dope as hell. And, um, that is the, that's like, I've gotten used to that. I've only ever known that in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what would happen if I, if that was taken away. It's not better on the other side as far as having a job and having to like report to something. Oh man. Yeah. And, and as like, as a 41 year old, like you're going to bring my age into it now. You mentioned it earlier. Jeez, man. I, I wished you happy birthday. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, like you have probably have self-awareness enough to know what you like and don't like and know that, this is the lifestyle that works for you. Yeah. And so extending that is more of a priority than getting to live your dream as a musician. Well, and the, and the reality too is like, okay, I'm 41 and you're a great 41. Thanks, Shut up man. about 41. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I'm bringing that into it, but in terms of like, um, competing on some kind of like pop level, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like, dude, that's for 19 year old kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, it is a young it is a young person's game man like young like that's what that's what we want so so now it's kind of freeing because it's like okay we'll just tell just tell the truth now yeah yeah just go tell the truth and um i think for so long i was just trying i was like just trying to stay re- like quote unquote relevant mm-hmm. or like make sure i was talking about things that people and honestly at this point i'm like i don't I don't, I wouldn't even know what to, if I was trying to hit some kind of target, I wouldn't even know what to do anyway. Right. You know, do you have a TikTok? That'd be a good start. I do have a TikTok, but I don't, <laughs> I don't use it. I wouldn't know what to put on. Right. It. Yeah, exactly. I don't even that's, use Instagram stories like very well. I mean, that's where I, the first moment I felt, oh, this, I'm starting to feel old. It's like TikTok is like, how, how do you do this? How do you work this dying app? Yeah. Um, and just like the diff, like all of the different, like, oh, now we have to do this. Yep. Like all okay, the different channels you have to keep up. We got to do this now. Yeah. I mean, I got one. I didn't even get just my name though. Like it was taken. I'm like, <laughs> who has my name? And then I started thinking, there's not like, many Matt words out there. I was I'm like, sure. does Instagram, can, is this connected with like somewhere else? Like, is it already taken are, through another account? Is it like through taken through account? I, I control not that I could find like, so I have like Matt Wirtz music or something like that. Uh, that like, sucks. It sucks. Like what Matt Wirtz out? Like, do you have any, on, um, do you have any connections with like labels? Like, are you on a label at I'm all? I'm not on a label. It's all self-published. I have only ever been, 
on a label for one album. Um, and that was uh, in 2008. I put out an album called Under Summer Sun. And that was on Universal Republic Records. Um, Universal Republic is massive. That's who Taylor Swift is on. Yeah. Um, that's who at the time was like, I went with them because they bought up a bunch of small labels. Yeah. Right? They're smart, man. Uh, Monty and Avery Lippman run Universal Republic and they're like really smart guys. And um, I really, uh, I really liked them. I mean, that, you know, I, I, I lasted one record, but we kind of knew going in, like, we're just going to see if this works. And it was clear, like worse at radio, basically, because I had at that point built an independent um, career that was like significant. I was making money. That's the only reason why anybody was interested anyway. It's like people only want in on you if you've got a business. Right. If you've a proven moneymaker. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, the only reason I'm going to go into business with you is if you can bring something to the table. Yeah. And up until that point, it was all like, I don't think you guys like. I would be dealing with A&R guys that were like younger than me. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> like you're an intern and I get it. Like, you know, I've heard other stories of like that happening and really, really taking off, but I just was not going to trust this. Like this was, I didn't have a plan B, you yeah. know what I mean? Like this wasn't like, I don't have a backup plan in case, in case I sign with whatever label and it like, oops, it just doesn't work. I'm like, okay. So I waited hmm until seven years into my career to sign a deal. Wow. And, and at that point, you know, I was able to retain the ownership of all the albums that I put out up until that point. So we did a record with them. It was like, um, it, it did not, it did not meet expectations. I was like, great. Great. Give it a shot. Back to, and so the, I went right back to work. I put out a, um, EP called while we're becoming that was, arguably like like as far as my artist my peers it was like their favorite thing that mm. i had done um and then uh and then i followed it up with the next year i made weights and wings and i put out my christmas album snow globe like that same year so it was a pretty busy like i came out of that that deal and i was like i was i was like going so your creative juices were flowing did you make any money on the record deal? I did. I, I have no we're, idea we're, how we are sitting work. in a house that was like I used the um I used the part of the advance to as a deposit for this house. Okay. So like when he says house, he's being a little generous. We're literally in an RV right <laughs> outside of Nashville. But yeah, we can keep calling it a house. Yeah, I mean yeah, so he made uh, yeah, I mean, he made eight thousand dollars right? from the record. It, it, it's, a, it's homey. It's my home. It's, it's my homey. Home. That, yeah. I should uh, home is. It's where one. your heart is yeah. for sure. Yeah. So then you pumped out three albums, and those did better than the label albums. I don't really know. I'm such a noob to like your whole discography. Um, I don't really know. If that's how you say it. How the Universal record did? I would imagine. I mean, I truthfully, I don't know. Oh, okay. And I don't even know if you can. Well, that's probably that a better up. place mentally to be instead of like keeping score. Oh, for man. Every album. Yeah. There's no, I would, yeah. I don't, I don't do that. Cause by that time, iTunes was full force. People were still buying albums because there was less single song purchases, I think. Like yep. people still were in the buying behavior of yep. buying full albums, but. Hmm. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, people were probably just came out on on i on on iTunes. Yeah, hmm. I had. Did you get the first iPhone? Did you, were you an early adopter? On no, that? I wasn't. I never have been. I got the um, 
I remember being like, ah, I'm not going to get it. And then I and then I went like the night it was released to the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember like going walking in and like holding one, <laughs> and, and I you. was like, oh my gosh, I've never felt or seen anything like this before. No, and I was like, I got one the next day. <laughs> And what, how much did they cost? 500 bucks or something? Yeah, they, they subsidized them. I think, oh, yeah, 200 uh, maybe? It, well. Back when they did the deals like that? Yeah, I can't remember what the cost was, but it, it was unlike anything. And then, and then like classically, like six months, six months later, I'm like, my life is just too complicated with this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to downgrade. And so I go to, um, I can't remember, I think I was with uh, AT&T. That was, the, that was the original, like you had to be with AT&T. Right, they yeah. struck that deal, which yeah. was, was genius. Really smart. Um, and I went back to AT&T and I was like, hey, can I, um, like, I don't want to, I want to, I just want to go, go on a flip phone. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, whatever. So got a flip phone. And then, um, and I was like, I went back. I'm like, hey, can you help me like get my contacts from this over to the flip phone? Like, yeah, we can't do that. And I'm like, oh, well then I can't do this. Because like it was, was going to take real effort. It was going to take real effort. Like <laughs> hours, and hours. hours and hours and hours. And I'm like, yeah, so I guess I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> and yeah. ever since then, so you were $1,000 worth of phone in, had two phones and then. Or did you never buy the flip oh, phone? Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like, yeah, can you guys... I went in there and and I found out before I checked out that I that see. was not going to happen. I'm like, I walked out with my head down. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be a slave to technology for the rest <laughs> of my life. And then times that times 500 million people and that's where we are today. Dude. We all are. I know. know. Did you see um, Did you see uh, WALL-E? Uh, nope. I heard it was awesome though. Okay. You got to see years and years ago. Yeah. And the, 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 the prophetic nature, I mean, granted it was Pixar, which was owned by Apple. So maybe, (laughs) so they knew they saw it coming, coming. but like, there's a scene where everybody is in their own little personal vehicles with a screen right in front of them. And they only, and everybody is living their own little, like private personal life with a screen, like inches from their face. I and I, and this was before the iPhone. That's it came bananas. out. That movie came out before the iPhone. I'm like, whoa. And that's, I mean, it's only more and more like that. I know. Man. I mean, I've, I've come like, I mean, I spend so much time on Instagram, obviously, but I'll, I'll come to every once in a while. Like I've been staring at this phone for an hour straight, yeah. like life literally existing around me. And I can't, look away from this mother freaking thing sometimes. I know, man. And that makes me feel sick sometimes. Like, dude, this, I mean, that's an addiction. It's an addiction. And it's a real thing, man. And I got to deal with that later. I'm not going to deal with it now. No way. I mean, no, this is no, my, you're good. I'm kind of yeah, milking yeah, that for as you're, long you're, as you're, I can. You're not, you're not that bad. No. Yeah, other people. Other people. Other people are worse they than They need me, to repent, sure, not me. Surely. So uh, you and I became internet friends pretty early on. Yeah, dude. I can't remember who sent me your feed i mean it was within i remember recognizing your name because i had seen you play at arkansas i was like oh this guy's got a blue check mark and i've heard his name before and i think he's connected to ben rector and then so that's started, what that's that's all it took i think that's all it took yeah, it's a blue check mark <laughs> <laughs> well at the time i was like i mean i'm a nobody at the time and i mean i'm still a nobody but you know verified no, people you, start following no, me you're important now oh thank now you are important i can do things for you hey 
in a, in, in a few years, you will not be important. And anymore. I'll stop hearing from you. And then, yeah. <laughs> the coffee will get a little worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The co- Dude, by the way, have you, have you tried that coffee? No, what is it? I mean, I, I'm finished oh, with it. Oh, you're finished with it? Yeah. I'm Did you like it? Yeah, it was outstanding. It's really good. What huh? was it? Well, it's four Shameless barrel. Blood. It's four barrel coffee, which I didn't realize that they had some like they had some like kind of rough. They had a rough patch a few years ago. Oh, did so, they? Which I was totally unaware. It's a Nashville of. company? No, they're in San Francisco. I oh. have it sent to me every two weeks. Oh, by your butler? By my coffee butler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's he he standard. delivers it by hand. It's kind of pretentious, but okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was that was how I spent the rest of the universal check. <laughs> Exquisite uh, coffees. Yeah, he no, uh, but it's very good, and uh, and you did it in an AeroPress, which is very involved. It's the only way I know how. Every day you do that. It's it's a ritual. It's like it's cathartic. It's like how I, it's how I start the day. I make I make a cup of coffee. And I go sit in that chair, mm-hmm. and I read, and I journal. And that's awesome. I usually do that for about an hour before I, before I, I also will, a lot of times I start the day doing the the New York times mini crossword puzzle. Oh, okay. It's like, it takes a minute. It's just like a good way to get my brain going. That's so nice. I mean, I think that's the dream for every single dude. That's like, dude, I just want to be able to wake up in my own dope house, sit in my cool chair be intellectual, drink my exquisite coffee, and then just go from there. <laughs> and you're living that dream. Keep it, going, man. man. Thanks. Thank you. Not yeah, we should like really encourage me right now. You I mean, know, like, I mean, yeah, man. you're the talent in this <laughs> relationship. That was a funny text thread. Yeah, that was funny. That was uh what what do you read? Is it the Bible or is it books? Or, I read I mean, no shit. It's books. Yeah. But what what are you reading? So or that's interesting to you. I'm, well, okay. So currently, I'm reading. Um, my friend Justin Rosalino um, put out a book, and it is called um, "Idiot Sojourning Journal." I think. Let me let me double check that. Okay. Matt got up to go find the book, so I'll just fill up this. Dead it's called space. "Idiot Sojourning Soul." Um, a, post- a post-secular pilgrimage by Justin Rosalino. Cool cover. And, um, Justin used to play um, guitar uh, for me uh, in bands, and then we would do like uh, we would do duo shows. There's actually a great uh, live show on my Spotify from, live from Seattle. It's called "If It Ain't Broke," and it's me and Justin live from um, the Triple Door in Seattle, and it's freaking hysterical. And he's really funny, and we have a great dynamic. But this book is, um, he has a master's in divinity, and he basically talks about the history of um, of Christianity and how we got here in this time, in this space and time. Hmm. And he gives some context to um, to it, because there, there's a lot of disillusionment right now in... Mm-hmm. in um, the Christian faith in America and, um, and he kind of explains like why, but he does that in the, he also has like really great anecdotal stories about, um, his life and growing up and he's just funny, man. That's cool. He's really funny. And, but he's, he's whip smart, like, and, um, everything is like side, like all references are cited. Like it's kind of, um, 
yeah, it's really great. So I'm reading that, but in the morning, a lot of times I'll read like more meditative, um, uh, spiritual, like meditative, um, you know, uh, daily kind of things or, um, to try to get your mind right. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll see if that like, and then I'll usually like journal and sometimes that it like whatever I read will like lead to a stir something. situation. Um, so like, yeah, what is, what's the end state or what do you, hope uh, to- well, the, the, the hope is just to like, to, it's not really about, uh, songs at that point. It's just, it's just about like connecting with myself okay. and with God. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to get in my, like, I'm just trying to like get present to myself. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you like? Um, cause a lot of times, man, like we're so, I'm, I'll just speak for myself. I'm so like externally focused. I'll miss what's happening inside. And like, um, and so, and that's when I become reactive, you know, like yeah, trying I'm, I'm to put all the fires out, just reacting to what's going on around me, whether it's putting out fires or like it's, I'm not, if I'm not connected to myself, then I am operating out of this, like, you know, it, it's just out of a reactive space instead of a proactive, like, um, yeah, proactive spot. Yeah. So like you try to actually feel your feelings and the, like the fears you have maybe, or the things that are stirring within you to hopefully yeah. like understand why you are feeling those things or going through those things. Cause, cause sometimes you, you can find yourself like, I'm sure every, everybody can relate to this. You find yourself rea- like reacting to something with so much more um, intensity than in like the thing really demands. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? If, if, if you have any kind of self-awareness, you might ask yourself, what's, what else is going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? What else is going on? Why is this being and, blown out of proportion? In yeah. My mind? And sometimes I am like late to the game on like what's going on emotionally for me. And so I try, I'm trying to like become more, um, just more like aware of what's happening in real time. So I'm like, if I feel, if I'm like, I can tell if I'm like really short, if I'm really impatient or yeah, I got get that angry really today. quick. Yeah. Get angry really quick or like offended. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, why are you what's being happening? so sensitive about what's happening? You know? Like, because it's not about this thing. Right. Like, you, oh, I know what it is. You, you got this email, uh, from somebody and, um, and it, and you made up a story about what it's about. Or, or maybe you got, maybe you got an email that's like, like, it, something hasn't happened the way that you want it to. Mm-hmm. And now everything else, you're seeing everything else through this lens, you know? And, um, that's dude until, until I'm able to like, um, to, to like know what's going on and change like how I respond. Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, I'll just like, do other people and myself a lot of damage. Hmm. So I'm, tr- I'm your brain like- is very powerful in that regard. Like the be- the ability to tell yourself a bullshit story that'll affect your whole day. Yep, I totally relate to that. Like somebody will say a comment or a message or send me an email, and it'll like affect my whole day. And I'm like, why the frick does this person, this unfaced, unnamed person, have the power to affect me just by like one little sentence? Yeah, you, you- and it's so rooted in some type of insecurity or like feeling like a hypocrite or any number of lies that I'm telling myself. Oh dude. 
I bet you're, I mean, you're, you are, uh, in a position where that would, you're probably, you've come under fire way more than I have because, you know, you're, you're hitting at something that is, um, a hot button for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't have answers for it or like reasons for why they feel a certain way about it. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. So are you able to stick to that routine pretty consistently? I am. Yeah. Do you wake up early or you just start late? I mean, it's like, it depends on it's, you know, it's, that's all relative. I wake up at like seven. Oh, okay. So, some pretty people standard. wake up at like, like I was talking to you that some the other day. I'm like, you wake up early. I'm like, yeah, I wake up pretty early, like seven o'clock. And I was like, oh. and I was like, what time do you wake up? He's like, I woke up at five 30 this morning. I'm like, okay, you wake up early. <laughs> I'm like, congrats. Yeah, I'm sleeping in apparently. It's like, I'm happier than Every day is a Saturday over here. Um, That's awesome. So, what do you think? 7 a.m. What time do you wake up? Uh, I wake up like 6 30 usually. I write from 6 30 to 8. I'm slacking. And then, well, what are you writing? I'm writing a book. Tell me about your book. Well, uh, it's, I actually met with my publisher last night, and somehow this whole account has turned into something worth writing about apparently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I am writing about the deeper questions that, that have kind of sp- sprung out of this account around like consumerism, capitalism, and celebrity culture within the bigger Western church. Dude. So like all the, all the reasons why people feel icky when they see a pastor wearing a new outfit every weekend, writing about that Yep, or writing about the the philosophical issues around getting rich off of preaching about a guy born in a manger, murdered on a cross, buried in a borrowed tomb, uh-huh. who over-indexed on taking care of the poor, the widow, and the orphan. Right. So, like all that. Um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think you got anything there. I don't think so. It's kind yeah. of a surface level type topic. So like I, I even told people yesterday, I interviewed a bunch of people. Um, and I, I basically told them all, it's like, dude, I really don't care about the sneakers anymore. Like the sneakers yeah. are so such a surface to the whole deep thing that so many people don't know what to deal with. And I'm not so naive to think that I've got the answers, but it seems like I've been putting a this sounds super pretentious, but put in a place to be the person to dig up those things and present the questions to the people, to people. Cause clearly people are searching for answers on this kind of thing. Like if this is right, like, is it right for someone who's a faith leader to display opulence or display like, or to show that they're living a life of luxury? Uh-huh. Or if you say that you believe in this Jesus, how much of his lifestyle do you have to emulate? Like, do you, do you really have to like sell everything and, and live in the poor kind of li- live with the poor or be poor kind of like Shane Claiborne does? Or do you just have to tithe and be bloom where you're planted and, and be a, a doctor that follows Jesus and be rich and give to a bunch of people? Like, yeah. So all that. And then also things around just the consumerism that's plagued the Christian church, like the focus on the smoke machines and the branding and all the production quality yeah, and all right. the, the logos and the, the church merch, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. So you're, you're right. You're like, are are you, um, what's it like to, I honestly, so like, I'm going to have you on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I don't want to, 
I, there's a lot of questions I have that I want to say for that. Okay, okay. So maybe we can, maybe we can promote. <laughs> there will be I love a, that. There is going to be uh, another conversation <laughs> where the tables are turned on your podcast, which is called what? It's called the curiosity habit, the curiosity habit. Yeah. The curiosity habit. So we'll talk more on that. We'll talk more on that, but I want to, I, I have like so many questions about that. Yeah. And also I think you would really appreciate this, this book and it might be, it might actually help give some background context as to like, like I said, how we got here. Yeah. I would um, love to read and it. It's easy. It's easy to read and fun to read, but also like, um, yeah, it's like idiot sojourning very, soul, sojourning soul, sojourning soul. Justin Rosalino. He didn't yeah. pay for that ad, but he did not. He'll get a solid probably, three thousand streams out of it. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. I mean, it's on the Amazon, and he's you know, it's a it's a slow build. He's a first. He's a first time author. Not a big book deal. It's yeah. like it's. Um, uh, he, he will be this word of mouth will be his friend. I'll read it, and then maybe you can connect us. That would be sweet. Yeah. because that's. I mean, that's. I recognize. I. I need help with these perspectives. Like I am very much an average dude that's not equipped for any of this yeah. and just trying to, the, the, the hope for the book is that I can help me and other people to deal with some of these questions that just have no real great answers right now. Yeah. Like, but there seems to be enough evidence that, that there is an issue or that people want to be able to speak to this. So it's we'll a see. weird time, man, because like, it's like, you know, I mean, you're going you, through a lot of this. What do you think about the whole premise of those three things or just the account in general? Um, I think that encouraging words only it's no, I mean, it's, it's so we're, we live in such a uh, weird time because like, as soon as you, like, as soon as you take a stand for anything, you get railed, yeah. you know, but then it's like, um, but then like the emphasis is on like tolerance and acceptance, you know, which I, which I think that's probably how I think Jesus would probably like have a lot of tolerance and acceptance too. Um, but you kind of, you kind of walk this line between like, okay, where does rightness Mm-hmm. Where does right? How does rightness fit in with acceptance and tall and right. and, and like how much of an issue is an issue for us to call it out? And and I'll say this, man. Like when you know when you when I first like saw your account, I was like, finally, you know. <laughs> And it was, it certainly was like immediately like resonated with like, yeah, this is freaking like, it's about time. Mm-hmm. And because to you, it seemed ridiculous. It the, did. Yeah. It did. And then like, you know, you hear the other side and I'm a pretty like empathetic guy. Yeah, and so I hear too. the other side and I'm like, okay, just like everything else, there's, there's nuance. nuance and this is gray and it's like, and um, it's not as easy and cut and dry as like we would all like for everything to be. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we go that way, we're we're like fundamentalists, right? You know, yeah. And it's like, um, and people will get mad if you don't choose one of those sides, though. Like people want there to be a black and white. Like so you go to read the comments 
so many people are black and white about this thing. Well, and it makes people mad that I'm like, dude, I kind of like you, like I see both sides. Okay, of this. But, but I would, I wonder though, when you started this, did you see both sides or were you like, when you started this, were you like, calling this on blast because this is ridiculous well no yeah like when i started it when i had no following or no it wasn't even an account it was just on my my personal instagram i I was basically being snarky like dude this is freaking ridiculous right and i had no animus like i didn't have uh, a vendetta towards them but i was like dude what is this this? yeah and and i would imagine that people responded to you taking a hard line on it yeah like people saw it as their tool to communicate what they feel about this kind of thing right and it so was that's not lost on it me. was very provocative when there's like it's very provoc- provocative to be like to make we to make definitive statements right now yes and, and, and like that is and i didn't really know what i was doing or getting myself into and there was a i mean obviously there was a portion of ignorance where it's like clearly i couldn't empathize with that type of person the, the pastor that has these dope shoes or whatever. Right. And so obviously once I heard from some of them and got to hear their stories, of course, I'm going to start to like feel some of their feelings, empathize with their, like them being real people. Yeah. So that obviously shifted my tone a little bit and me trying to not be a fundamentalist to be like, no, this is bullshit. Right. You should never wear sneakers. Right. Preaching. You should never get a nice gift for sure. Being, like, dude, then I'm being a, I'm being a hypocrite. Well, and it's, you know, this is just the way that like, this this is how people grow and in you know is it like it's a vehicle this is just another this is a vehicle that you, you know the end product for all this will be will be who you become right you know what i mean like yeah. this is this is more about like the journey that you are being you, this is your development and growth you mm-hmm. know and granted it's like it is it has uh, employed all of these other people, and it's kind of like a you know a, 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 it's online. Mm-hmm. But I think you know developing empathy and like being willing to see other sides of things and like grow. It's just it's it's awesome, and and I think that that's yeah. going to be the um, that that's more important than like being provocative. And right. I, you know what I mean? Developing. I think we could all use further development in emotional intelligence. Yeah. Oh, man. Always. And a lot of people in the comments could do to shut the hell up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're again, they're, they are what developed the conversation. They're what developed the me getting in the spotlight for this kind of thing. So yeah. it's not that I'm not grateful. It's just I am so surprised at where my life is. Today what? it's yeah I mean yeah can we talk about yeah, the shoes about I have tomorrow. yeah yeah so uh, Matt is flexing in some Sean Watherspoon Air Max ninety seven slash they were a gift though so oh were they oh, yeah, they're they a seven hundred dollar gift they're a gift no. those go for like I think twelve hundred bucks right now nine to twelve what size do you wear twelve yeah those probably go for nine to twelve hundred dollars that's one of the most hyped shoes from last year or twenty like two years ago twenty eighteen yeah. it was a, it was a he crushed huge those. Score. Yeah, they're awesome. And mine, mine. You did I get those have, as I have a gift. Pairs of shoes that no, I paid for these, but I paid retail for them. Um, <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't have, I don't wear my sneakers enough for them to really ever show wear. You know, that's a good problem to like have. Like I said, I my 
wardrobe does not is not set up for all the shoes that I love. Right. So I'll get them. Like I bought those. Um, You've the, gotten the, lucky. The the, the Yeke, what, how you say that Yekale or whatever the the Yeezys three fifties um, version twos that have like the all the different colors stitched into them. Like the multicolor ones, the multicolor yeah, I know the yeah, yeah. He's come out with so many. It's but like spelled it's like Y E C H E I L. It's I like got a darker, those. dark black with like, yeah. I bought those. I'm like, I, I don't never know wear how to these. wear these. Yeah, how, how do you wear them? I can only wear I can only wear certain ones. I can wear Ultra Boost. I can wear Air Max ones. I can wear Jordan ones. The rest are like I got to really buy in. Yeah, it's like I got some Jordan fours recently that are sweet. Which some ones? Red Jordan fours. Oh, sick! They were actually a gift. Nice um, from a fan. Oh, so, dope. uh, which was super dope and generous. And I just, I don't know how to wear those yet. Yeah. I and don't. it's like about to get hot in Texas where I can only really wear those shoes with pants. Like I'm not going to like, I'm not going to wear these with some khaki no, shorts. No. So yeah, I don't really know. Man. Woe is us. Yeah. I I've been rocking. My go-to shoe is a Spalwart. Do you know about Spalwart? No. I, I think I first learned about them from outdoor voices because they, put all their models in these like Spalwart shoes and they're like, they're kind of vintage running shoe looking, but mm-hmm. they're like made in Europe. And so they're made in some place and they're like really well made. So they're like, mm. they cost more than they should, but, but they last but for they, a long time. They're really comfortable and they last for, I, that's like my go-to shoe, but it's not like a hyped shoe. It's just yeah. like you, they're not limited. You can get them anywhere, but, but they're still, pretty expensive they're really well made yeah Handmade. it's like on the same line of like common projects like okay, that yeah. that like thing. i don't get i don't get i don't get those shoes i don't man. either all white nothing sneakers four hundred dollars well it it was a maybe thing. they're comfy it was know. a thing like well they're really comfortable they're really comfy they're, oh, they they're made in italy they're like really well made they're um they basically took like italian shoemaking or whatever and like made it into a sneaker and but but that whole look the like white shoe thing was like you know was like six years ago you know (laughs) it was like in 2014 i remember black you know black uh tight jeans skinny black skinny jeans and and white common projects do you find that you fit in with the trends of this town like as they come like if you had leather jackets Uh, in your day do i what have you had leather jackets I have a leather jacket that I'll probably have forever. It's like classic. I'm dude, people wear leather around here. Really? Yeah. You notice that? That's what I've noticed. Yeah. So I am probably more on the conservative end of the the um like fashion spectrum. I I've been a t-shirt and jeans guy like for a long time, and but then also like I'll so I I. If I buy into any trends, it's usually a denim. It's, it's like denim. Hmm. Um, so Cheap. if you if you look in my closet, which I'll, I'll show you my my sneaker closet, it's like shoes and denim. And uh, I mean, that's nice because you don't have to make many choices, dude. And, and literally, I have a drawer of like white t shirts, black t shirts, a little Steve Jobs action. It's just <laughs> it's it's like which jeans and. It's what color that's a better t-shirt. way to live anyway. Cause like brands, it's such a losing thing to like buy into brands to wear, to be seen wearing a brand. Like I'm so much more into the, the more scaled back 
type clothing now, even though got it. Like I sell t-shirts with my brand on it, but no, as far as daily, yeah, it makes more sense to me to, cause then you don't have to be switching out brands. Like a brand could get diluted by going to Walmart and then you're like, all right, well now I don't care about this brand. Like just not even deal with that. I just took like, I, I just took a load of, um, uh, what do they call it? Replica. Um, I got really into like finding the best, um, replica Gucci stuff a few years ago. And like, like, like I was from the streets. I was, no, I was buying directly from China. I was DHK. like, there's a Reddit. There's like a Reddit, a subreddit about like, what do they call them? It's like not, I forget what the name of the, of this is, but I mean, you can get anything. You can get like anything mm-hmm. made in China. That's like a rip off, but like there are some that are like really, really well made. So I was just, tr- I was hunting for, the closest possible like Gucci stuff. Hmm. And I, I like would buy, I'd get DHL shipments and stuff. And, um, and really like out of all, everything I ever got, I, the thing I wore the most was like that classic, um, remember when Gucci a few years ago, they probably still have it. Like just that classic, like throwback white shirt with like the Gucci belt, like the yep. Gucci belt with the, is it Gucci? Green. And, yep. Yep. I mean, in like retail, that shirt was like six hundred dollars or something. I'm like, nope. So stupid. But I bought one on, you know, I don't know, some Russian website. Some Russian website. I f- tracked down who made the most the, the most authentic looking one, and I bought one for you know twenty bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And then after shipping and everything, it's probably like fifty. Mm-hmm. But still, made by a child. Made by yeah. Sorry, they did a good job. Great job. Well, Matt, are we going to end on that? I feel like that was like, I don't, I don't advocate child labor, child labor. <laughs> I'm not. What's your, that. uh, what's your, other than the European shoes, what are your favorite pair of sneakers to wear right now? Um, dude, probably my turbo green Jordan ones, turbo green that I, that I like, um, I erased the, uh, you know, they, they said they like, they put that print on the side that said like OG. It it was dumb. I don't know why they did it. Like I'm gonna have to see these. Yeah, they 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 put like a little thing on the bottom of them. It was like um OG one. It was like I think it was supposed to be like some kind of like, yeah, like people like riding on shoes, right? Because like that's what Virgil does. (laughs) And it was like it was just like stupid. And so I found a YouTube a guy on YouTube who like walked you through like yeah you just can how you use get rid of acetone and in a cotton swab and uh, it'll come right off and it did and they are awesome so turbo green Jordan ones you've also gotten lucky on the Travis Scott ones I remember this the yep. uh, did you get the Travis Scott sixes I got to- the Travis Scott no I got the Travis Scott fours. I oh, the blue ones. The blue ones. Those are sick. I got the ones. The ones are sick too. Did you sell those? These. Did you keep I them? did sell them, man. I sold out to the game. You know, but what I did is I sold those and I bought um a Food pair for of like orphanages. I, I bought a pair of shoes that like I will have forever. That I was looking at it, I'm like, okay. None of those shoes will last forever. None of those no. Nikes will ever last forever. I'm going to buy like a really good pair. I bought a really good pair of Chelsea boots. Okay. And you'll Viber, wear those. Vibergs. I have no idea what that is. Viberg makes the best boots. They make, they make them at uh, Vancouver, BC. And I'm like, okay. 
$700 pair of boots. That's expensive. I would not ever be able to justify spending that much money on a pair of shoes. And because of, you know, that I was like, all right, I'll just buy these, these boots. Right. Cause you were able to sell the Travis Scott ones probably for 1200 bucks. I think I got like a grand for them or something. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Dude. It's basically free money. It is free money. You just got to get lucky. I mean, that was, you hit on sneakers and I have not hit. I've tried to hit on two other, I've tried the, the Virgil fives, the off white fives. Those two, didn't yeah. get them. Yeah. I tried, um, there was another pair recently I tried and I got the off white dunks, the most recent ones. Oh, you the did red ones. Yeah. Oh, nice. I sold those, but you did. Yeah. Um, I think there was, there was another pair I tried for and, and didn't get, you know what I'm really trying. I really want bad as the Mars yard. I think they're going to like, this spring they're gonna like yeah. release those again i really want to get those did you get the the shans on sneakers or did you buy those at a store or something i think i got these at a store okay i think i got these at a store rooted yeah shouts out to rooted yeah have mm-hmm. you connected with those guys uh yeah them? yeah or not not while i'm here but okay. I've, I've talked with them i'm running out of time but um maybe when i'm here next i actually got to I was with Chris McClarney earlier. We went to Toby Mac's store in Franklin, oh, Citizen, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was pretty cool. They pretty don't, cool, I mean, yeah. they don't have a ton of uh, like all the super hype sneakers, but they had a ton of like streetwear, a lot of Bape stuff, which is cool. Yeah, and one of the owners, um, Damien, was super cool and let yeah. us open it up early for us and stuff. That's cool. So, um, all right, well, I've taken plenty of your time. If anyone wants to connect with you on the interwebs, mattwertz.com. My last name is W E R T Z. It's like Hertz Rent a Car with a W. Nice. And they don't You've pay explained me. that before. I have, you? yeah. And and they still don't pay me. They don't even give me a <laughs> like a, a deal on cars. Uh, renting a Hertz car is expensive. Incredibly expensive. Yeah. And make sure to buy his album on March 20th. Yeah, which is coming up. Renderings Volume 1 uh, on vinyl or uh, stream it wherever you stream. Absolutely. We'll buy it on vinyl so he can make a little profit. It's pretty there. dope. It's blue. Blue vinyl. That's dope. Matt Wirtz, thanks for taking the time. Dude, thank you so much, much Tyler. Love. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Breaches and Sneakers podcast. If you didn't listen to what I told you to do at the beginning, you still have time to head on over to Apple Podcasts, smash the subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. It's super helpful to me. Appreciate when all of you do that. And if you want more content, head on over to Instagram and Twitter at Preachers and Sneakers, as well as YouTube and online at PreachersandSneakers.com. Tons of content if you want it. You probably don't, but it's fine. It's there if you want it. And I just appreciate you spending the time listening to the pod. Hope you got something out of my conversation with Matt. And hope you tune in next time for the next episode of the Preachers and Seekers podcast.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 